Welcome to the Engineer's Devotional. Episode 1. The topic is, Does God Exist? The short answer is yes. If only we could just stop at that simple reply and the questionnaire would be satisfied. There are many theories people have about the existence of God or that there is not a God. Some folks may even have a theory of multiple gods. I believe that there is only one God and that every creation has a creator. Some may ask who or what created God. This question assumes that God was created. If this was asked with that thought, it would then circle back around and ask the same question again and again until we have an answer. If we look at this as a recursion problem, and every recursion there must be a base case in which we stop with and then go back to the previous asked question with the answer we have from the base case. So there must be something that we assume to be true by reason or logical means. If we look at the Bible and ask the question, who created God? We obtain the answer throughout the Bible. Once we have this answer, we can use it as our base case to satisfy the base case and exit recursive function. We will obtain more answers to the nature of God along the way. I will be reading from the ESV translation and there are multiple verses and even more than I will share. Starting with Genesis 1.1. In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. John chapter 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Job 38, 1-5 Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind, and said, Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Dress for action like a man, I will question you. And you make it known to me. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me, if you have understanding, who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? Psalms 90, 1-2 A prayer of Moses, the man of God. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Proverbs 8:22 through 36 The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of old. Ages ago I was set up at the first, before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains had been shaped before the hills i was brought forth before he had made the earth with the fields or the first of the dust of the world when he established the heavens i was there when he drew a circle on the face of the deep when he made the firm the skies above when he established the fountains of the deep when he assigned to the sea its limit so that the waters might not transgress his command when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him, like a master workman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and delighting in the children of man. And now, O sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways, 
Hear instruction and be wise, and do not neglect it. Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. For whoever finds me finds life, and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who fails to find me injures himself. All who hate me love death. Isaiah 40, 18-26 To whom then will you liken God, or what likeness compare with him? An idol? A craftsman casts it, and a goldsmith overlays it with gold, and casts for it silver chains. He who is too impoverished for an offering chooses wood that will not rot. He seeks out a skillful craftsman to set up an idol that will not move. Do you not know? Do you not hear? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain, and spreads them like a tent to dwell in, who brings princes to nothing, and makes the rulers of the earth as emptiness. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth. When he blows on them, and they wither, and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me, that I should be like him? Says the Holy One, lift up your eyes on high, and see who created these. He who brings out their hosts by number, calling them all by name by the greatness of his might and because he is strong in power not one is missing colossians chapter 1 15 through 23 for he is the image of the invisible god the firstborn of all creation for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities all things were created through him and for him and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, and has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death, in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him, if indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. 2 Corinthians 4.17-18 For this light, momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Luke 12.6-7 Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? And not one of them is forgotten before God. Why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, you are more value than many sparrows.
John 4.24 God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Hebrews 4.12-13 For the word of God is living and active, sharper than to any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Acts 7, 48-53 Yet the Most High does not dwell in houses made by hands. As the prophet says, Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord, or what is the place of my rest? Did not my hand make all these things? You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. As your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered, you who received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. 1 Corinthians 14.33 for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. Revelations 21.6 And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. Revelation 22.13 I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last the beginning and the end. These passages answers that God was there in the beginning. He was not created, but eternal. He is everywhere, he is all-powerful, and he is all-knowing. If we think about this in an engineering perspective, God is the ultimate engineer that designed the system, wrote the requirements of the system, and built the system. He also actively maintains the system. He was there during the idea phase, and he will be there when he pulls the plug and the system is no more. As engineers, we know that we make mistakes, but God is the ultimate engineer. He does not make mistakes. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Hebrews 12, 1-2 Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Look into Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. One thing that pops into my mind as an engineer is the law of conservation of mass and the first law of thermodynamics. The law of conservation of mass, or principle of mass conservation, states that for any system close to all transfers of matter and energy, the mass of the system must remain constant over time, as the system's mass cannot change, so the quantity can neither be added nor be removed. Therefore, the quantity of mass is conserved over time. The first law of thermodynamics states that energy can neither be created nor destroyed, only altered in form. How can we rationalize these of God? Well, we know that all truth is God's truth, a statement from St. Augustine. If these statements are true, then they are a truth from God. How I think about these is that everything exists in him. Colossians 1, 
16 through 17. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. As John chapter 1, 3 states, All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. We know that God is constant, as Malachi and James has mentioned. Malachi 3, 6, For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. In James chapter 1, 16 through 18, Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. I place an emphasis on in and through, since I believe these words are key, since if matter is neither created nor destroyed, but is transferred within the system, God contains the system in this context. He is the container. We could possibly say that God has in him the sum of all things. If anything happens, it is in God that it is happening. He determines the necessary outcomes. Nothing is out of place. Everything is transferred where it should be within him. He controls every particle, every atom that moves about and where it's going. I thought about a section from C.S. Lewis mentioned in Mere Christianity that may also prevent a pitfall that I should include. And with this big difference between pantheism and the Christian idea of God, there usually goes another. Pantheists usually believe that God, so to speak, animates the universe as you animate your body. That the universe almost is God, so that if it did not exist, he would not exist either. And anything you find in the universe is a part of God. The Christian idea is quite different. They think God invented and made the universe like a man making a picture or composing a tune. A painter is not a picture. And he does not die if his picture is destroyed. You may say he's put a lot of himself into it, but you only mean that all his beauty and interest has come out of his head. His skill is not in the picture in the same way it is in his head, or even in his hands. Expect you see how this difference between Pantheus and Christians hangs together with the other one. I will leave you with this statement that I have heard from multiple sources and a set of verses. One namely Sinclair Ferguson and another Ravi Zacharias. And I had this same experience in my own life and found that this is the root issue that many people have when believing in God. The statement goes, Rejection of God is ultimately a moral issue and not an intellectual one. The ending verses are from Romans chapter 1, 18 through 32. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world, 
and the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore God gave them up in their lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason God gave them up to dishonorable passions, for their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women, and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men, and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanders, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree, that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them.